welcome to Mind Space Minimal, a podcast exploring the connections between consciousness, lifestyle, wellness, and aesthetics. We're your hosts. I'm Jessica Yatrovsky. And I'm Daniel Ryan. We hope you enjoy this episode. Today, we are going to do like a little check-in on minimalism, mm-hmm. mini minimalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's it going over there <laughs> in your home? It's pretty good, you know, but I'm, I, I, I feel like it's a, the right day for a check-in on post-pandemic consumerism that, you know, definitely took hold in, in our house uh, mm-hmm. over the pandemic. And, you know, I was definitely looking at the closet earlier, thinking it's about time for a purge again. There's a couple piles that were looking a little unruly. Uh, so, yeah, it could definitely do some some subtracting. There's some useful subtraction to be done. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. But I feel like so much worse about it because I should have a better handle on it. Don't shame yourself. Don't do (laughs) that. Because I, well, I just, I have higher standards for myself. You know, other people's piles don't bother me, but my own piles do. And, you know, I mean, minimalism isn't just our physical objects, right? It's extended onto all these other things. So just having responsibilities, like trying to minimize those, you know, uh, responsibility, <laughs> I don't know what to call it, uh, things you got to do, but don't want uh-huh. to do. Just trying to pull back on those a little bit and um, having less to do because, you know, post pandemic, like you're saying, there's just, there's so much that we've come out of. We There's so much that we came out of the pandemic with that maybe we don't need anymore. Like if we're talking Mm -hmm. about physical objects, but then there's also so much opportunity now that has showed itself. (laughs) And so it's kind of like a sifting through of, do I want to do this thing? Do I don't, I don't want to do this thing, really deciding what you're going to commit to doing and not doing. And I feel like that's also in line with minimalism and, and keeping things simple. I'm, I'm blown away. Like even being on clubhouse or doing all these like IRL meetups. And I was like, I have zero room for more friends. (laughs) And like, what is your life that you have more time for? Like, you know, your landmark form friends, Hmm. you know, you like start a group or a cult and then you hang out with all your new cult friends. I'm like, I have zero time for new people in my life. It makes me feel bad. Like someone texted me the other day that they'd love to get lunch. And I was like, what? No, (laughs) like (laughs) I, I just, and then it kind of brings me back to the piles in my home. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do anything or go anywhere until I contend with my piles. <laughs> you know? Such is the mm-hmm. plight of piles, you know? Yeah. No, I completely hear you. It's that sense of deficit mm-hmm. that's, I think it's a funny thing. So to go back for a moment, I too hold you to a higher standard, Jessica. But I really, you know, I mean, don't I, if we can let ourselves off the hook today, because I know I feel that sense of deficit too, for sure. And it can be, you know, it's like, I don't know, it feels like there's all this lost time to make up for. And I think there's this 
this energy out there on the street that's mm-hmm. really reflective of all of us having been pent up for 18 months yeah. and not knowing what the fuck to do with our hands and like yeah. drive, driving like mad men and, and women and, and just like, you know, it's, it's frenetic. It's cool. It's, it's nice. It feels alive. But I think we're all kind of catching up to something. And I don't want to paint with too, a broad brush mm-hmm. here. I don't speak for everybody. That's certainly true for me, though. And I, I know everybody I've spoken to, you know, just as you're saying now, you know, there's, has said something similar. You know? I always feel like I'm late to the party, though. Like people were really cleaning out and doing great things during the pandemic. And I'm like, yeah. I was in a fucking <laughs> vortex during the pandemic. I didn't yeah. get things done that you would think, oh, you're spending all this time at home or you're doing this or this or that. You could clear out these spaces. I find that our mood and our mindset have so much to do with that. So it's like if you're going through a pandemic and these major things happening in society, you're not going to be like, let me clean out my closet. You know, like I feel like that's almost kind of like for me, I'm speaking for myself, would be have been like a disconnection. Like I really needed to be in touch with how I was feeling and not like ignoring how I was feeling by displacing it with something like, um, clearing out my closet. Now, granted, if clearing out my closet felt like a cathartic thing to do, then I would have done it, but it wasn't, it was feeling burdenous and just like a disconnect that I just wanted to feel my feels and deal with my anxiety and other things I was going through and not put another thing on my plate. But then, like I told you, I feel like I'm always late to the party. People have kind of been prepping and now they're like ready to go out and party and like have a good time out outside. And I'm like, okay, now that I have my good mood back, I'm ready to clean, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like I'm not actually ready to go out. And then I have like a little bit, just a just a tinge of FOMO because you know I don't really like going out or doing things but I'm like oh it's such a beautiful day to clean out a drawer you know like not go out I mean I'm going out and I'm walking but you know just as you as you say this you're such an active person you're like I don't go out but like you do so many things so I mean (laughs) you give this it's I just want to remind you of that well, you know, I was listening back to this old episode where you were talking about that uh, that writer that was suggesting that women have like 10 lane highway in their head and men have just right. like a yes, back road tumbleweeds. Yeah. And again, just I think it, it, the reference for that was John Medina's brain rules. Yes. Just yes. Asterisk there. But yeah. yeah. Please continue. Well, I just think like they're... Uh, that's what what makes me a little bit frustrated because it's like I wanted to use this time to be more, quote, productive. But like, what is productivity even if you're not Can we, feeling well? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And pardon my interruption there. I was just gonna be like, can we agree to just like disengage from that, too? Yeah. Because I completely agree with you. Mm hmm. It's unproductive to be talking about being productive. I almost feel like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yes, it's like talking about music as opposed to listening to mm-hmm. it. And and I, uh, I also feel this too, like, I don't, this is going to be like, there should be like little dings, like every time I bring up Clubhouse, but this is the second ding because I got frustrated. I was in this room the other day with a group of beautiful people whom I love, who are mentors in the space that are artists. 
and we were all talking and everybody was just talking about ideas and I start my blood started to boil because I just do the idea I talk about it a little bit and then I do the idea I go and I do it so there's just tons of people in the world that they just love to have meetings about ideas Hmm. And then nothing materializes. And I was like, whoa, I got to blow. Bye. Like, I got to fucking leave quietly. I got to hit the peace sign on this app because it was getting me really agitated. And I was just like, I just want to do this thing. I'll set up a meeting with this person about doing this thing because I literally cannot sit through people's, I call it, you know, big idea genes. Like, I just can't sit through your big idea gene fitting. Like it's too painful for me because it's like being in a like a writer's room or an idea room for a show that's not getting made. And nobody knows who the showrunner is either. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of ideas. And and energetically, like that feels very unproductive when it's Mm. not like, oh, we're here specifically for the purpose of X, Y or Z. I don't really like brainstorms with a room full of a hundred artists. That's like (laughs) crazy making, right? That's like a schizophrenic thing. So I need to like protect myself with that. And that goes very much in line with minimalism. And, you know, I was even, I was telling a friend about this the other day that what I like to do with ideas or projects that I have going on is I'll write the project each on one piece of paper. Sorry for people that like to, you know, don't like to kill trees, but I'll put an idea on each sheet of paper, a project that I'm working on and I'll lay it out. And then I'll think about the year and the following year and say, is this realistic? Am I going to be able to accomplish these things and give myself the amount of time and self-care, downtime, socializing time, time to actually just like run my life, you know, the administrative things that we have to deal with as adults. Can I do all of these things? And I think that that is very productive (laughs) to do that and very realistic to do that. And I've had a lot of ideas and, and different projects that I've been working on the past two years. And some things have gone on to the back burner but having that exercise of literally just like putting on a sheet of paper and then laying it all out on the on the floor on a table if you have a table big enough for all your ideas I mean that room needed like a big table tables it needed like a you know a royal table a couple of whiteboards yeah I mean so much that chalk I think that If you can look at it and then just be like, okay, well, if I have too many ideas or too many projects and I'm not going to be able to fulfill the obligations to make this project get off the ground or to complete something or to like apply to school or like whatever the thing is, Hmm. what do I feel the most excited about or how much of the ball is rolling on any one of these projects that I can pick up easily and like complete quickly So that's kind of like how I think about it. And I'm about to do that again this week is lay everything out because I've had some new project ideas come up. So Mm -hmm. it's heads are going to roll idea heads. All right. They're going to go. They're going to be on the chopping block and I'm just going to decide what's worth the time. 
like not worth. I'm talking about like personally worth. Like, can I can I exert time and effort onto this project? Do I have the ability to do that? And I really do feel like that is tied into the idea of minimalism. It's just like, how much stuff can this space hold that feels comfortable so I don't feel frantic? You know, it's the same mm-hmm. thing with with projects, right? Mm-hmm. Or trips mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, socializing with people or um, hobbies, like any anything. Really apply it to anything, I think. Well, I'll tell you. Listening to you, I'm just reminded over and over again what a special time this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in in my sessions and my clients, you know, I've noticed lately I've had a significant uptick in people interested in past life regression mm. specifically. And the people more interested in reincarnation and restarting things and death and spirituality and heavy stuff. And, you know, and the sessions have been, have been really, well, they've been rich and wonderful for me. I hope they've been for the people I've been working with. It's yielded a lot. It's just yielded a lot. And I, again, I can't help, but I suppose it's helpful, but I don't also don't want to use this as a crutch. We shouldn't necessarily, of course, do that. But uh, just the disorientation Mm -hmm. is one of the universal aspects that all of us, regardless of our political leanings or moods or you know, where we come from or whatever that day, you know, everybody's feeling pretty disoriented. And, uh, and again, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush because there certainly are people that also aren't. So to get practical and you know, nobody has to be the, in fact, let's, Please not be, you know, the gurus on minimalism no. here have to have all the answers or, you know. <laughs> no, don't DM me, don't no. call me. Uh, Close. So, and in consideration of that, coming back to that sense of deficit and yeah, just, you know, implementing change right mm-hmm. now, what kind of, without... Going down, yeah, I know, and I, <laughs> heavy side without going down any crazy unnecessary rabbit mm-hmm. holes. Uh, you know, talk about some ideas and some practices and what this looks like for both of us in our lives. Well, I also think too, it's how much it, we could talk about space in so many different contexts. So it's like, what do you want to fill the space of your mind with? Right. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, yes. I know we could talk for hours about that gentle little comment, but r- really, <laughs> I think, um, you know, conversations we've had over the years about like negative self-talk and all of these things or obsessive thoughts, um, not bad, I'm not assigning good or bad to those obsessive thoughts, um, but just it's like, what do you want to pack your brain with how much thinking do you really want to do to yourself can i may i offer myself to you as a subject for inspection (laughs) so i think i shared with you that's right i think i shared with you i was reading cal newport's book digital minimalism i have that downloaded i still haven't listened to it yet it's it's really good i'm really enjoying it i I won't say too much about it i don't want to 
I mean, there's no, there's nothing to spoil, really. But, you know, I don't want to. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about it, you know, after you've read it. And I definitely need to look at the Internet and my phone less. Yeah. You know, I, I can do it. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty good at doing it. Wait, it's, you're pretty uh, good at not looking at the phone? I'm pretty good at being oh, okay, conscious okay. of, of, yeah, and like, excuse me, I'm pretty good at being conscious of what I'm doing, putting mm-hmm. it down. When I decide to do it, you know, it's actually kind of a series of false starts mm-hmm. kind of thing. And the the book has some great, great ideas about interventions and uh, ways to, to curb that kind of stuff. I'm uh, wondering, Jessica, what do you do with somebody like me who, you know, wants to put the phone down less and have less of that internet noise taking up the very valuable real estate in my mind? So you want to put the phone down more? Excuse me, did I say less? Yes. Wow. No, I just want to... There, you just heard my subconscious I just mind. wanted... To, to just to clarify, not to correct you, just to clarify. No, please. Thank you. It, it is a yes. I would like to look at the phone less and put it down more. This is tricky because this mm. phone, these devices that we have, they 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 contain so much information and ways and modes of communicating and, and being able to do our our work life and our personal life and our administrative lives. And I think that where it's tricky for me and I call it like artist brain um, because tech Hmm. traditionally, I don't think we really like being administrators, (laughs) artist brains. We just don't. (laughs) And so I'll get like excited. Like somebody will tweet something like about my art or, and I'll be like, Oh, I, I gotta respond, you know? And I'll look at the phone and I'll be like, that's nice. And then I'll freeze and seize. I'll put the phone down and I'll just like fucking forget about it for like a day. And I'm like, oh, my God, I never responded to somebody saying really nice things about me. Or like I didn't return that text message because I got I I froze. And so I think um, I'm really good at ignoring my phone. Um, (laughs) And I think that maybe like you care about being connected and maybe that's why, like, you're on your phone or I don't know if I'm, like, it's, headed in the right direction. But the other thing I was going to suggest, too, or, or maybe um, observe is that, I mean, you you said it before on another podcast that these are like slot machines in our pockets and gaming our yeah. attention. Yeah. And they're, I'm forgetting who said that at the moment, but it may have been Tristan it, Harris. I think it was. Anyway, please continue. And, and I think that um, I get so overwhelmed really quickly. So when I pick up a cell phone, I go, oh, that's nice. And then I, I have to put it down again, even though like people will look at my social media and think, oh, she's really active, you know, but I have to force myself to post certain things just for the nature of, you know, uh, of what I am doing or, you know, uh, it, well, no. Yeah, it's part of your work. What was I going to say? It's um, because I, I, I have to. I've decided I have to. I'll put it like that. I've decided I have to share things. You've committed. Yeah, to- I've committed to doing yeah. it, and so I'm going to share these things on certain days, certain weeks, certain months, certain events, and I just 
Yeah. Commitment and I just do word. it. And um, no one has to do anything, but I've decided I have to do X, Y, and Z and I'm going to do it. But typically I would say I'm not attached to my phone, but I'm attached to like, I like to hear talking. So my phone time use is probably up way, way high because I listen to podcasts all day. That's a lot of it in my case too. It, it really is. I'm, I'm definitely not always looking at the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's are you really... the person that just, are you checking messages? Are you, are you opening up like Instagram constantly and Twitter constantly? Are you one of those like that you feel like you're attached to your phone like that? You know, what bothers me the most is the little compulsions and impulses where I'm not looking at my phone. I don't want to mm. look at my phone. And then I look at my phone when I do. I mean, I do everything that you just mentioned at some point. You know, so I'm kind of filtering through all of those things. And so two things I wanted to mention, I I had a conversation recently with my men's group where we were talking about this subject from another point of view, talking about how uh, poisoned and unhealthy the information ecology Mm. is right now and how toxic the news I don't mean to use that as a blanket term, uh, but uh, just how toxic consumption on the Internet has become and how it's really poisoned, again, the information ecology to the point where science and law and government and media and all of our institutions are just, you Mm -hmm. know, houses of cards that fall over and over again. It's really concerning. Yes, and it I is. can't help but yes, tie it, it to like the hustle culture and the, you know, keeping up with the Joneses culture and, and, and people's people's FOMO. Like, oh, yeah. People get very, very irritated with me that I don't want to zoom for every fucking call. It's like this could be a phone call. This could be a phone call. This could be a phone call. Like, I, I love you, but I don't need to see your face. And something actually really traumatic has been happening in my life the past few years. Mm. I have been getting ocular migraines. Have you heard of these? Yes, I know what they are. You go blind, people. And um, a way of curbing that or avoiding frequency of that or even it happening is to not stare at screens and to not be stressed out and staring at screens and constant interaction with screens. So I want to take care of my health. And obviously I'm looking at you right now because... I know, I'm feeling guilty now looking no, at no, you no, on no, a no. screen. I know, I'm but dead. see, I have my blue. Yes. And, and I have my blue on my screen, my blue blocking devices, blue light blocking devices. And I have also budgeted in self-care on days that you and I do podcasts. Hmm. So when people want to talk to me socially during the week and do these things or do a course or something, I don't like I don't like it because I think that I want to save my screen time for like watching TV, you know, because I love TV and or, you know, and then I'll just like listen to podcasts. So don't get me wrong, like I'll drop in on a FaceTime with a friend or something like that really quickly or show them something or share in some kind of way. But if I had to do this all day, every day, and that's what people do. They like, I, I had a meeting the other day and I thought it was a phone call. And then I saw that there was a Zoom link in there and I was enraged <laughs> because I, there's also people, I, I just want to be really transparent, like in, in this, in the spirit of woo woo, that 
You know, it's very scary to have ocular migraines. And after you've had an episode, there's sort of this like post-traumatic stress about it. And it takes me like a few weeks to get over it. Like I'm worried I'm going to lose my vision again. So and, and then you don't. And the funny thing about it, it's not funny. But the thing about it is that it's not accompanied with an actual headache. So you don't even know that it's coming on. For some people, I don't know how, how it is for others, but for me, I don't have a headache. I just get the ocular migraine. I get the vision impairment. And then after that, I'll get a headache after because it's like your body has just went through so much stress and then it all kind of comes down and you get you get the actual migraine afterwards in most cases for me. So what I've been working on in terms of minimalism is staying off the screen so even if I like go on an app like Clubhouse or I go on you know my podcast app I make sure that I'm not doing idle shit on my phone while I'm listening to the podcast like I'm listening I'm folding clothes I'm listening I'm doing something else yeah sometimes I have to be emailing or doing other things but I take frequent breaks I go outside I try to walk, even if it's like raining, snowing, whatever, getting out of the house to try to like break it up and also like break my relationship with the constant idol. Like just I'm like, why did I just open uh, Instagram five times in a row? (laughs) I have no reason to go on here. No reason. I mean, thank you for calling that out, because isn't that there's one of the things that I do think you'll appreciate about digital minimalism. And uh, there are a couple voices in the space that do go into this. They're hacking our brains. You know, it's asymmetric mm-hmm. warfare. I, I, I think it's unproductive oftentimes to cast these huge companies as villains because they're yeah. not abstract villains. It's not the Joker. It's, it's like it's more complex than that. It's <laughs> thousands and thousands of human fucking beings with feelings. Thousands of Jokers. Yeah, yeah, actually. <laughs> but uh, it is, though, it's people. It's just people with personal interests and families and paychecks and everything else. So, uh, but nonetheless, these organizations that are run by these people that are, you know, we assume relatable. Um, you and I aren't those people, which is why I say that. And uh, uh, no, <laughs> but it's it's asymmetric warfare. They have all the resources. And the, resources in the world dedicated to hacking into our brains and our attention in such a way that that compulsive kind of opening, closing, opening, closing, Mm -hmm. refresh, refresh, endless scrolling. But see, we're smarter than that because you're conscious of that you're doing it. And the fact that we're even talking about it is shows like a great deal of awareness. Like I was aware that I opened it three times in a row and was just like, are you possessed? (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Do you still want to be on Instagram when you're 70? I don't know. I mean, I think at that point, maybe it would be like, it depends on how active I'd be, right? Mm. What if I'm over it? Like, (laughs) well, yes, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. What if we're already over it? Yeah. And I I say this and I pardon the interruption, but mm -hmm. I do know, in fact, it's what these social media spaces are. They're marketplaces now. The fun is over. The party that you were mentioning before, the whole like late to the party idea, which I also Mm -hmm. totally relate to. As you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, yes, and better that than 
no longer being welcome at the party and not realizing right. it. You know what I mean? Um, because that <laughs> can yeah. also. So, yeah. you know, in other words, it, these are marketplaces now. The fun mm-hmm. is done. You know, we've already said in this conversation, we use these things for work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so. just, they're tools. They're like, they're pages to you know, market yourself. And that's kind of how I see it. Even if it's like, I'm marketing myself as like, this is my life. It's still like, I'm marketing my life. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm marketing my birthday party that I had or whatever. Like you're sharing your life, like to the extent that you want, but it just makes me think too about how I, I I mean, do you want to be on these uh, on Instagram when you're 70? I don't think I do. No. I don't think I do. Is there going to be an Instagram when we're 70? Yeah, here's another hypothetical. Will we have figured out that these things are kind of like cigarettes were when we were kids by that time? Yeah. I mean, it's not healthy. I'm, I I will personally, professionally, and otherwise go on the record as saying I do think these, I do think and believe and feel these things are unhealthy for especially yeah. young psyches, especially young minds. There's a, a proportionate and... Uh, simultaneous spike in anxiety levels and the advent of smartphones and social Mm -hmm. media throughout our world. Yeah. You know, correlation is not necessarily causation. I'm not Mm -hmm. suggesting that this started that, but I absolutely believe it plays a role. Oh, for sure. And I don't ultimately think that the social media stuff is really all that healthy. Well, I mean... I'm an adult woman and I got cyberbullied a few weeks ago, as you know. And I was like, what the fuck? You know? And I was like, fuck this place. I'm leaving. You know, like that, that's definitely how I felt. But then I was also like, you know, this, this is a one thing that happened um, that was completely absurd. And like, that's not going to stop me from living my life. Here I go. I'm going to live my life again. That's also coming back to what I was saying about, you know, what's occupying the space in your mind. Like, what do you want to fill this, your head with right like worries and anxiety and I think that these phones do play into that they give us more material to Mm. be anxious about to worry about maintenance right like when you think about Mm. even minimalism in the house it's like there is a sense of maintenance and upkeep if you want to maintain a health quote healthy lifestyle like that totally goes on to your social media but I also think like have you seen that movie Velvet Buzzsaw? No. Oh, you should definitely see it. It's on it's on Netflix, I believe. And um slight spoiler alert for anybody, um but there's an idea in the film that basically the art is killing people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I I've been saying this to my other friends because I've been having a lot of friends lately and inclu- I am also including myself in this that are having frequent panic attacks and anxiety and I don't know if it's also like coupled with the cities are opening and people are coming back to to a situation where they they're finding new jobs or they're getting laid off from their old job or you know do you feel that it is I think it has I think that it's connected but I said I think we're getting velvet buzzsawed through clubhouse because (laughs) I had a few episodes that felt like I was so overstimulated that that started to send different 
messages to my brain that sent messages to my body that felt really just unhealthy and ungrounding. And it wasn't anything negative, which was so crazy. You know, it was like, oh, I'm having a good time. I'm socializing. And I was just like, I feel hungover. I feel sick. I feel depleted. I feel in debt. And, Ugh. and I think that that's an energetic thing because if you're, if you want to talk about like your aura, right, how it extends out in front of you a certain amount of feet, if you believe in these things, if you don't throw it in the trash can, we never said it, but you know, you have to be mindful and you know this very well as a practitioner too. It's like y- you have like a self guarding sort of layer around you mechanism yeah Yeah. to protect yourself and i think sometimes when we're social or when people are out drinking they let that guard down and when you let that guard down you're also potentially inviting in what could be harmful if you're not aware and managing it so i think like i've gone through that with social media a little bit like oh maybe i'm just like socializing too much in certain places or I'm opening up Instagram too much or I'm on Twitter too much or Twitter's never really bothered me. I actually love Twitter's. I, I feel like Twitter, I will be on Twitter till I'm 70. I do feel like that. But hmm. with the other apps, there's so much maintenance involved and there's so many like dings and dangs and bells and whistles <laughs> going on when you're like on this app and like, I said this mm-hmm. thing a few months back. I think I tweeted it and it was like, the more live you go, the more dead I feel because oh, everybody going live and, <sighs> and like, say you're, you're just, I, was, I got exhausted. Yeah. Just you're like, like you log on to Instagram and you're like, I'm click. And so, so it's like, I'm clicking around on Instagram. And then all of a sudden <laughs> your thumb just happens to be at the top when somebody posts their live thing and your thumb clicks it and now you're in someone's live fucking portal of you're the only one there and i'm just like ah! <laughs> and like that definitely happens with clubhouse too it's like i'm i've actually been in my own room and i'm scrolling cuz i'm looking at people's profiles or i'm checking out the hallway to see what else is going on and i get pulled on stage into someone else's room and i was in another room and it's like the worst feeling because you're like, uh, it's like being on, you know, naked in front of an audience. Right. right. And without your home. Yeah, exactly. And so there's like little things like that, that, but those are like little silly anxieties. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of all the, all our parents out there <laughs> and their kids <laughs> and like, has, you know, because I, I, in my practice, I work with a, a few families and a few children and, I mean, device usage and screens, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I I always default to and think of uh, this one. Well, a great friend of mine who said about his son that, you know, he responds like a drug addict when you take away the screen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's basically just like he's like going through withdrawal. He gets withdrawal symptoms and absolutely loses. But he'll get sick of it. So I almost feel like good that these kids are getting indoctrinated at young ages because they might just get fucking sick of it. They'll do what the kids are doing now, reverting. They're like all about the 90s, crop top, baggy pants. And I'm like, maybe they'll be like that version with social media. Hopefully. Like, God, that would be a great we thing. Keep talking. I think I hope they do actually 
I hope they're the generation that realized, no, this is not good for us, y'all. Yeah. It's like, it's it's a marketplace for business, mm-hmm. which is what we use it for at this point. It's all it's really good yeah. for. But uh, like, it, you know, I look at Instagram too, and it's like, nobody's picking up what you're putting down on Instagram anymore. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. Remember when it was fun? Remember when it was like new and it was just like, hey, yeah. here's a sunset. You haven't mm-hmm. seen a billion of these yet. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a cool like, graf- like my filter. graffiti wall in here's, Bushwick. Here's, here's, here's a bagel with a, an egg mm-hmm. on it. And I'm having lunch <laughs> with a friend. <laughs> but see, I used to but love But that's what it I was. I used to love that's that. That's what it was. And it was, it was, yes, it was so much fun at it first. Was it was so much fun It was my pastel haven, you know, and now it's my yeah. hell. It's my primary yes. color hell. Because that's what I see when I go on there. I'm like, because... It's wellness, realness. Fun fact about me, (laughs) I hate primary colors. So when I go on there... I I did not know that. I I know you... I learned things about you. You have different tastes, and I respect that, but I will not live (laughs) in a primary color world, and I don't think anyone else should, but now it's just like, it's also weird because you can't really... You can't really use Instagram for what it used to be for, which is just like, follow beauty... Like Instagram, now you have to like follow your contacts and your connections. And if your contacts is like Susie and Susie goes on a lot of business trips and has like terrible cocktail photos, shoots with her friends, you just have to put up with it. You know, I mean, you can mute these stories. Of course, uh, everyone's mute. basically everybody I follow is muted. I'm sorry, but you, you all are. <laughs> Um, because I remember a time when I used to like pick up my phone and go, what is, what beauty am I going to see this morning? Like you said, sunset, sunrises, a puppy used to be fun, a cute outfit, like all of these things. And now when I, I open it, it's like white fragility and like, <laughs> you know, uh, activism the the, you know conflicts in the middle east people telling me how to be and what to do and who i am and that i need to embrace my body and i'm like i already have uh leave me alone why am i seeing this and the one thing that really sets me on edge god forbid Mm. you hit that explore when you hit that explore and you see Arms, 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 legs, legs. Oh, Everybody fucking dancing to those TikTok oh, things that are like now in reels on Instagram. I just got exhausted again. That, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're telling the truth. Speak yeah, but it. Go. see these. I. F- it is. It's terrible. It's like, it's I don't want to see limbs doing things. You know what I? Th- I, I Stop it. Yeah. Stop the madness. And like every every I'm, platform is copying each other. So now even on Twitter, I see they have like you go they have stories on Twitter, which I didn't realize that. And then on Instagram, Instagram just does everything now. Instagram does what TikTok does. Instagram tries to do what Twitter does. Right. It tries to do what Facebook does. Like it's too this much. This is more evidence that these things are dead, that they yeah. just keep copying each other, you know? Yeah, and I think like uh, Clubhouse will probably die as we've seen a huge fall off as the city's been opening, especially in New York. People are also getting overwhelmed. And I think they're having also a crunch session idea, brainstorm fatigue. Cause it's like, I I, I gotta get off clubhouse. I gotta go do my idea. Where do you think I am? 
I can't do my idea and hear your ideas. That's like that's like you singing a song and someone singing another song in your ear. <laughs> it's like you can't do both of those things Doesn't at the same work. time. Yeah, but Doesn't that's work. why I say I think there's something in the clubhouse water. The the social media apps are definitely like buzz, you know, velvet buzz sawing us. Can I respond to something you said about the dancing though before we get too <laughs> sure. far away from that? It's fucking creepy. <laughs> These in in just about every case, these are young people. Yeah. You know, very in some cases, very young people, mm-hmm. and it's fucking creepy to be like, like just arm, arm, leg, leg. I mean, <laughs> it, it's not things I, as a grown man, want to watch. But so, <laughs> other, I don't want to take yeah, it away people. from people that that's like cathartic for them. But it's like I don't want to see your catharsis. It's not. It's the thing, like, I just, it's like a Nickelodeon show or something. Mm-hmm. It's not something I need to see. So back to your point of hitting that explore button and coming back to that quote that the phone is a slot machine gaming our attention. You're absolutely right. That button is the goddamn arm of the slot machine. It's terrifying. Sorry, I was like, is something burning in my house? That was me burning. <laughs> No, somebody is uh, cutting something outside. I hope that's not being picked up. Uh, um, I can't hear it. Okay, good. Yeah, it sounded yeah. like somebody was weed whacking. Um, let me just send a quick text. Well, Are you weed whacking? Because <laughs> uh, I can hear it. Um, yeah, what, was, what were you going to say? So final thoughts. I, I would like to offer you and our listeners, and this is kind of like a trailer too, a good thing to end on, I think. Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism, one of the things he says, which I liked in the book, and this is, it's an exercise I've heard in a lot of different places and contexts. He definitely didn't invent this necessarily, this idea, but it's always a good way to do a check-in. Mm-hmm. And it's something, you know, you and I have both done many times too in other contexts. And that thing essentially that he suggests doing is actually starting for, back from your values, basically working backward mm-hmm. out of the phone back into our our corporeal selves mm-hmm. and just asking ourselves again what's important to me mm-hmm. <laughs> what do i want to give my attention my time my money to my you know everything mm-hmm. and once we have a sense a, a handful of things that we know are important to us they're probably simple family security friends community trust love things like this then, you know, we go back to the phone and go, okay, now what the hell do I want to do with you? And judiciously then begin to, well, here's where the usefulness of that question that you know so well comes in. It's like, you know, how do I actually feel about this thing? Does it bring me joy? Right. Does it bring me right. suffering? Does it bring me, you know, something in between? What are the, pr- let's do a pros and cons and uh, get back to a sense of the signal out of the noise. So it's a he goes into this in the book in a very positive way and productive way. It offers a lot of different tools and yeah, ways of understanding. Yeah, I think just a simple how does it make you feel? Yeah. Like, it can be that yeah. easy, for sure. And and keeping it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. And I think that these mm-hmm. devices are can make us stupid and make <laughs> us like heavily reliant on them. Have you mm-hmm. ever taken a walk without your phone? You know? I mean you can do that. Like, I mean, if you're taking a walk with another person, let them ha- carry their phone. 
you know, in case there's an emergency. Because there's always like this idea of like, oh, if I don't have my thing and something happens to me, it's like people weren't thinking like that back in the day when these things weren't around. So I think um, we'll never go backwards, right? And have the simplicity that once was. Yeah, the genie's not going back in the bottle. Yeah, but I think we can certainly use our awareness and be mindful about how much we like really at the end of the day it's like how exhausted do you want to be and look at it like that and and know that you actually have the power to give yourself relief from the stress because you're you're putting it on yourself by constantly going back to the the device constantly with the computer I mean if I could go days without opening up my laptop it feels so good. And, and I do do it a lot mm-hmm. because, you know, we have these phones, right? So it's kind of like a lot of the time you don't even have to open your laptop, which I don't even, is, is that more dangerous? Who even knows? But, you know, if, hmm. if I don't have to open my laptop for a few days, it's a good few days. You know, it's another screen I don't have to look at. The phone screen, you know, it aids in a lot of things that I need to get accomplished during the week. But I just try to minimize it because it's taking up space in my head, my eye, my eye, my eye bandwidth, just the general like, you know. There's a word or a term, cognitive load. Yeah, yeah. You you you've said that before. Lightening the cognitive, lightening. Say it. The cognitive, <laughs> yeah, lightening the cognitive load, because you know what you're saying. It is a limited thing, and all of this energy and attention and strain with our eyes. I don't like banking metaphors, but it is. It's like a withdrawal from yeah. the account, kind of. Another thing, maybe like last thoughts on minimalism. Um, yes, I was thinking about how don't don't hit the explore button on Instagram. Yeah, don't do that. That um, is a goddamn <laughs> <laughs> Pandora's box. That's the devil. Um, but you know, when you think about minimalism, we were talking at the top about, you know, living with less and how that feels. And I mean, it feels great, right? You know, you can move through your space with ease. You want to move through your mind with ease. You want to move through your device with ease if you need to at all. But I think minimalism is not just like reducing. It's really like bringing quality, I think, back into your life. So like maybe chew on that when you think about, you know, your... (laughs) your phone I don't know and then I read somewhere that it's living life based on experiences rather than worldly possessions so that's nice I know that we weren't talking so much about possessions but I think that if you really want to fucking get like mind bent right now is that our (laughs) phone is a possession the phone is also an experience I mean think you think about like is that what you want to experience. Right. One of the most horrifying things you can do. Is I like how we're zo- ending the episode with this is, one this of the is, most horrifying things you could do. Wellness realness. This is here. Here it, it comes people. Us. You, you're going to be glad you waited. So ultimately, and do this. I mean, it's just like zooming out to actually imagine what you look like while you're looking at your mm-hmm. phone. A doofus. I mean, Yes. Yes, in so many words Mm, (laughs) it's just like you know i so it's really just Mm self-awareness and and, you know let's 
Let's be conscious and hold ourselves to that higher standard. You're going to take your phone to your plastic surgeon and, sh- and show them how you want to look like your Snapchat filter because you're always I mean, looking down on your phone with the double chin. Listen, in the cyberpunk future that we're headed towards, <laughs> our implants and chips and ocular, mm-hmm. you know, whatever's are going to be are going to be super hot. So let's all look forward to that. It's like, hey, guys. I got an Oculus, and all I got with this was this ocular migraine. I do not trust Mark Zuckerberg with <laughs> my cyberpunk future. That's that's what I wanted. That my final statement for this episode. I don't trust Mark Zuckerberg with my cyberpunk future. Somebody fucking quoted him in a clubhouse room about something about how he was talking about ethics, and I was like. Not leave where I go. Room, leave not, room. Yeah, not where I go for my you ethics. Fucking joking. That's a joke. It's right? important. I mean, I mean, it is important. We know his ethics because he's unfortunately as impactful as he is, but he's not somebody I look to as a source on ethics. For like, sure. stop trying to make Facebook happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, this is another one. It's like, remember when that was fun? But yeah. anyway, but anyway, we can't leave this on a high note, guys. We have a lot of hate about these things i i am not willing to say it's hate okay i have a disdain (laughs) a deep-seated disdain yeah they don't get my hate they don't get my hate you know good for you that's a nice little thank you that's good practice (laughs) of minimalism thank you you know yeah yeah well i do have a lot of disdain for these situations because i i'm just like you know i want to live a minimal lifestyle but you can't just like you know, have a Scandinavian house and then a crazy overblown life on the internet. Like those two (laughs) things are in conflict, you know, like it's, it's still not mental health and wellness. Like you're, you're fucking yourself up somewhere. It's like, ah, well, you know, I, I do drugs, a lot of it, but I recycle, you know, it's like those two things don't really balance out, you know, taking care of yourself and taking care of, of others in your environment and planet and all have, of that. So. Have we done an episode on spiritual bypassing? No. Okay, we will. Yeah, we will do That's, an episode on spiritual bypassing. Is there bypassing. a tube involved in that? <laughs> Metaphorically? <laughs> yes. This is the return of the king of podcasts. It's ended five times, but there's one more thought that I want to get across here. Yeah. Um uh, I had Can the, we end it on this thought? Yes. I had okay. I had this thought that so there's this really nice idea that we're supposed to find things larger than ourselves to live for, right? You know, whatever that is. <laughs> I, big, <laughs> I know this is highfalutin shit. So, you know, like as we find a sense of purpose in life or something larger than ourselves to live for. And I had this thought, it was like, oh, that's what everybody posts online. Whatever it is you're living for. You know, whatever it is essentially that's getting your attention, your time, your money, everything, whatever you're quote unquote proud of, but I don't always think it's things people are proud of. So, yeah, I just started looking through at social media through that lens and at what people post and just thinking in terms of that. And it changed my perspective in an interesting way. Wow. It sounds like it, you're also looking into our private 
the subconscious <laughs> minds of the yeah. people who are posting. The hypnotist yeah. in me, of course, Jessica is doing that. Yes. So what am I interested? Like, what, well, what am let, I living for? Well, let's for? open up your feet. What do you think I'm living? <laughs> but what do you think I'm living for? Just based off memory. Well, first of all, I've, you know, we're definitely, I'm being facetious now because <laughs> this is, it's a thought experiment that I understand has terrific limitations and is not like broadly true. But just looking at people's content that way, mm-hmm. I, I did think was interesting because, you know, I, I'm happy to talk about both of us in this context. Because if you because <laughs> if you look at my feed, that's I'm certainly happy to true. talk about us. Certainly true of, of the stuff that I've posted about. And also part of the reason, you know, part of the thought process for why I don't really post very often currently. I might more again. But yeah, let's I, see. Yeah, now you got to go open it up. I'm gonna look at your Instagram. We we've gone from Return of the King to the first part of The Hobbit now. <laughs> In terms Here we of go. Like, okay, now this is why my brains mashed. Look what I just did. I went to Instagram to look for you, and look what I typed. Inst- oh wow! Yeah, I that's... typed Instagram into the Instagram. A buddy of mine Googled Google once. I Google Google all the time. <laughs> I Let think a lot of people you. do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's see what you got going on here. Okay, you care about promoting <laughs> your 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 uh your thing, your upcoming um things that have to do with your so your occupation, I post your vocation, and and uh, some of uh, events that you're involved in. Your work. wife, your beautiful wife, my wife Sarah, who I love. Yeah, and your friends, my friends. Your family. Yes. There, used, there are a lot of photos Levi there. Levi love on here. Exactly. Yeah. Rest in peace, dear Levi. So it's... it's uh, This is accurate. It's accurate. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's true for me. Very, very true for me. Let's and, you know, the... Yeah. I'll say in particular, too... Well, actually, I'll hold that thought for another episode. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hold it back. Final so, thoughts. Looking at your own feed. What is it that you yeah, see? Yeah, I like I like to post pictures of myself and my art. There it is. And you know, there's some family on there, but not too much. I've been stalked before, so like I don't, you know, come for me, but don't come for my family. The internet's a fucked um, up place, oftentimes anyway. Yeah, like promotion stuff, little sponsor things, art related things, but mainly just like a lot of selfies and a lot of things, or like. Some things like yours where you're promoting like something you're involved in or a talk or an event or just art I have coming out pretty much. I, I, I do a lot of funny things on Insta stories, though. I love doing little funny stories. Mm-hmm. So humor. I, I live for entertaining. How about I, that? I mean, that's. the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Laughter being the best medicine and, you know, the best mm-hmm. thing. A good a good meme is about as good as it gets now. Yeah, you know, I've noticed on uh, Clubhouse, there's two types of people. There are people that have a sense of humor, and there are people that don't. That's the damn truth. I yeah. rarely found somebody in between. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, you can't make a joke in this room. <laughs> Fuck. Well. Gotta go. Yeah, but anyhow, that was lovely. Stay tuned for the extended version of this podcast, which we will <laughs> release <laughs> <laughs> bypassing triple bypassing what did you say? <laughs> spiritual bypassing spiritual bypassing yes. yeah and thank you for listening to this episode of mind space minimal take it easy guys bye
visit us at mindspaceminimal.com and email us at mindspaceminimal at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.